Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What's up? It's your boy back again. It is uh, quarter to ten on what's the date today? Fifth uh, of April, twenty twenty. Still in lockdown, which is I want to do this like some kind of post-apocalyptic diary entry found by all the survivors. I'm just doing nothing. You know, like I'm fucking living off the living off the land. Just uh, didn't. I'm feeling crazed. Didn't sleep last night at all. Not even a little bit because I'm trying to do that thing where you kind of reset your uh, your internal clock. You know, which is hard. I figured because we've been doing this thing. I've been waking up at two in the afternoon because I've been going to bed at like three at night because each day just blends into the next day and it's hard to commit to a good sleeping pattern when you've just got nothing to wake up for you know I mean not like nothing there are things I can do I suppose you know there's always films I can watch and I've got plenty of mates I can talk to but there's just nothing there's no schedule in place I should probably figure that out you know I've been thinking every day I should watch a film that I haven't seen before. I got Now TV, which is good. Watch fucking Terminator 2 last night. Jesus Christ. If you haven't seen Terminator 2, because I've seen it, I saw it when I was, you know, younger. But it's so fucking awesome. Like the score of that film, just the action sequences in that film. The kid's good in it. Fucking Edward Furlong. Around that time. Like late 90s. No, not late 90s. Late 80s, early 90s. Like, it just was fucking Arnie. And he was fuck. It's so good. 
it's ten out of ten film. And the one of the things I like forgot about, which is interesting, because obviously you, if you're watching it after the first one, if you watched it in the time it came out, you're thinking, oh, Terminator is going to be the bad guy, because he was originally the bad guy. Man shows up in the past. And you're like, oh, there's the fucking Terminator. He's going to be the bad guy. And the way he goes about getting his boots and getting his bike, and you're like, he's yeah, there he is. He's just being the bad guy. Just like he did in the last film, James Cameron. We get it. And then this other dude shows up. Matey, and he's like more polite because he's more of an advanced Terminator. And he's like, turns into a cop and he's got the old uh, liquid metal going on and he's got the sort of more of a AI ability to talk to the people to sort of integrate so you assume this guy is going to be John Connor's protector because that's all you know at this point but now he does the old classic switcheroo and I'd like to know what actual audiences thought at that time about the that switcheroo because it probably wasn't expected. You know how trailers now just fucking tell you everything that's going to happen in a film. Go into a fucking watching a film and you already know what's going to happen the whole fucking movie because you've already seen it in like eight trailers. But back then, they only had like one lame trailer that you wouldn't even see unless you were in the cinema. <laughs> it's just funny how films are marketed nowadays. Do you remember those amazing Spider-Man films were being made and they literally had the whole fucking film in the trailer? They're going to have to do something about that because this is going to be... This quarantine... This, uh... Virus. I like a shorthand way of just talking about the whole event instead of just saying COVID-19, but we'll just say virus. This virus is going to be the death of cinema. I read an article about AMC, which I think own Cineworld, like the UK one. I think they own them. Well, they're definitely, they're, they're big in the cinema industry. Like, those, those people, that company is going under due to no attendance due to their theatres being closed. My dream finally to come true. The death of cinema. <laughs> when everyone can just stay in. You can still have the big, you know, Avengers type films, but just charge loads of money for them. £50, you know, to watch it. Get a couple of mates over. Watch it on whoever's got the nicest TV. You don't have to go to the fucking cinema anymore. To see a film. I hate going to cinema. It's always shit. When was the last time you went to cinema? Was there wasn't some asshole sitting near you eating his popcorn in your ear, or just talking? <laughs> That's what always amazes me about people that talk in the cinema. It's like you also paid for this. <laughs> you know how much it costs. You also paid for this experience, and you're going to use this time that you paid for. To just talk to the person you came with, or talk on the phone. God, <laughs> just keep them all closed. I think that they should, they should, they should deal with some kind of checklist 
after everything's open again, they should be like, okay, pubs, you're good. Restaurants, yep, you're good. Provided you've got the right staff and, you know, everyone's working legally and you still come under the health regulations. That's all good. But cinemas, no one likes going to you anymore. (laughs) We're using this COVID-19 as a scapegoat to just close you all down. That's what I want. A world without cinemas. You just buy one streaming service called The Cinema. And it's like, it's expensive, you know. It's like $40 a month, whatever that is in English pounds. And they've just got all the films that would be in the cinema on that. That's what I want. I'm going insane. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Finally got around to watching that Tiger show. The Tiger King on Netflix. It's fucking awesome. Like, really solid show. Like, I don't think I've watched the documentary series that good in a while. And it's it's kind of unique, because I can't think of another series that had that much archive footage to pull from. Because obviously he had um, whoever the documentarian's name is. I don't know whoever made this, but they could pull from um, whatever the guy that the document the uh, what's the word the, the, there was a reality show filmmaker that went to film at Joe S uh, Joe Exotic's um, zoo and he could pull from whatever footage that he had left Joe Exotic was just a crazy person who would just film himself constantly and then they had the documentarians also going there so they had all that footage and I can't think of a scenario or a situation that's been documented so consistently over the space of so many years. Because you just re- you feel like that everything that happened there was just caught on camera. And everything... Like, every, every story that they said... Because there's so many people interviewed in this documentary. Every story they, they said, they had footage to back it up with. And, you, you constantly, and the thing is, in documentaries, is they can spin the narrative however they want. Well, I feel like that anyway. I feel like I'm being manipulated a lot of times, especially on like you know shitty BBC documentaries or whatever, because they'll just tell you facts and figures, and it's like, yeah, sure, but just can you just show me some raw footage to back up what you're saying? But they had they had everything. <laughs> they had it all. Really interesting. Fucked up though. I'd never even heard of this, you know. I mean, I I thought I heard about um, I I had heard of Joe Exotic before because I saw the Louis Theroux one a few years ago on him, but that was more about chimpanzees and Joe Exotic wasn't like the main person in that documentary. It was also about you know other people that owned chimpanzees, but um. Yeah, the fucking, just the underbelly of society. It just has these people in, and they're just all trying to... And they're all just as bad as each other, you know? You've got some trying to play the fucking Peter card, and they're all saying, I'm, you know, I'm saving the animals or whatever, but they're also having people come in, working there for free. Caroline... What's her name? Let me just check that. 
Carol, Carol Bat. How can I forget Carol Baskin? <laughs> oh, the memes from this show. It's been. Um, that's why I had to watch it. It's because I'm just. I was. I'm sick of missing out on these fucking Tiger King memes. I'm gonna have to watch it. I'm gonna have to get involved. So I watched the whole thing in a day. I sort of dipped in and out of focus with it. I wasn't constantly involved, but every time like a a, a zinger came, I was like fucking damn like a, a big revelation and I was back in it was just it had a it had a real good way of just keeping you interested the whole time you know but I feel like they, if if they had this much footage then there must have been more and I feel like they probably could have gone even further with it and you know kept it up done a few more apps stretched them out but that fucking guy who lives on that zoo with the with the tigers and he's oh and it's like a weird cult thing and he's hired only teenage girls and they're all living there like for free and being paid nothing as long as they sleep with him and work 12 hours a day it's like what (laughs) fucking nuts You know who the worst character in that show is, though? It's Carol Baskin's husband. Because not only is he in complete denial about the fact that she definitely murdered her husband, but he's just the biggest, like, yes man to her. Yep, that's me. I'm just gonna... I'll just do whatever Carol tells me to do. And <laughs> and you can tell that as well, because whenever he, whenever he spoke... Because by the end of the documentary, he did a lot of the speaking for them. Whenever it would cut to them, he did the speaking... And she's just looking at him, like, yeah, you say what what I've told you to say. And there's that fucking, like, stock old archive picture of him on a fucking leash dressed as a cat. It's like, what the fuck? Like, why was he okay with that? (laughs) That being on camera. And also, why did he do that? It's ridiculous, these these people that exist out there that you don't think about. For the first episode, though, I was kind of like, wow, okay, alright. I mean, it didn't go into, like, the real dark stuff yet, but I was like, alright. Because you got to respect a person like Joe Exotic who had chosen his thing, you know? I think that about a lot of people who've just... They know what their thing is. His thing was tigers. <laughs> and he just totally steered into it as his thing. My thing's gonna be tigers. And I'm gonna own Tigers. I'm going to give it to Carol Baskin. <laughs> that was his thing, you know, and he fucking embraced it. Didn't he have a big tiger tattoo and he wore the, you know, tiger print on him? Had people call him the Tiger King. You know, if you if you found a thing that you love and you're willing to embrace it and fucking sell the reality TV rights just to make it more of a thing then you know good on you man it's when it gets all dark and stuff and you know you find out that the place is a shithole and that he's uh, he's feeding his tigers out of fucking walmart trucks <laughs> that's when things get crazy but if you've got a thing you know but it gets so like all right spoilers for the show if you haven't seen the show definitely watch it but there's you know going back to it you know people that their identity is so wrapped up in one thing like he is the t- like the Tiger King, so it gets to the point in the show where this other guy Jeff 
uh, like kind of cons him out of his zoo. So he, and he's told to leave the property, and he's like, oh, "I gotta leave my yeah fucking park." And then he's like, he gets in his truck and he's just and he drives off. And then he arrives in his place and it's like, "I take a couple of tigers with me," and he had to take a couple of tigers with him. <laughs> so like he couldn't just he's got to start a new life, but he just can't be without some fucking tigers. If you like your whole life, you, your whole identity is wrapped up in this one thing, and you're such an egomaniac, like this guy clearly is. He just couldn't let it go, even when financially, it's unbelievable. And that's the tale of uh, Joe Exotic. There's some other dudes in that show. Really, some really interesting characters. Really interesting characters who you wouldn't normally hear from, you know? Like, some of them were clearly kind of not smart, you know? Not the kind of people that would have a camera pointed at them. But you get a sort of... And there was, some, like, a, a few of them seemed like good people, you know? Like, good, hard-working people. Like the dude, I can't remember. I, I watched the couple. I can't remember the people's names. I can remember Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin, but I can't remember the guy. The guy whose legs had been, who'd come off. Uh, he seemed like a good guy. He's also in the Louis Theroux one as well. That's another thing that this shows. Um, I sort of missed a little bit about the show. I don't think I've even gone into the things I didn't like, but the one thing I could have done with. Because some of my favourite parts of, of documentaries is the the documentarian sort of their approach. You know, they put their personality into the documentary and it sort of adds an extra nice layer on top, you know? Like a Louis through or... Um, um, like when you watch... Have you ever seen... Have you ever seen... Send me an email if you've ever seen uh, <laughs> Grizzly Man the Werner Herzog documentary which this kind of reminded me of not just because it's about animals and that but because it's about uh, just one guy's total complete break from reality and ego trip and also the the like Joe Exotic had people filming him but um, Timothy Treadwell in Grizzly Man he like filmed himself so there was loads of footage in that as well which kind of reflected a similar character as Joe Exotic but um What's good about um, what's good about Grizzly Man is there's a point where Timothy Treadwell, who's the guy who he goes out into the wilderness and he just starts hanging out with these fucking bears, and there's all these like people like, why are you doing this? There's no reason to go out there. You're just gonna endanger yourself. And he's like, nah, I'm Timothy Treadwell. I'll do whatever I want. And he's like this, clearly this like out of work actor, egomaniac who goes on these tirades on his little vlog camera while he's out looking after these bears at the park service or whatever. And there's a great moment where Werner Herzog's like, I've seen this in an actor before because Werner Herzog's a very famous like film director. And one of his actors, I can't remember the actor's name, he's like a German actor, like a famous German actor. And Herzog got to cut to footage of him interacting with this um, 
with this actor and was like, I've seen this behavior before. So you get a, a nice kind of comparison from where the documentary is coming from and why they were interested in telling the story. It's the same with Louis Theroux, you know, because you get the sense that Louis Theroux is this kind of um, weird guy who's just really interested in weird stuff. So he asks weird questions <laughs> or uncomfortable questions. And it would have been good to have that sort of flavour in there, you know. It was a really good documentary a couple of years ago called Tickled, and that had a really good documentarian in it. I can't remember his, I can't remember his name, but that was a, that was a good documentary about just this weird thing that was going on. I love an, an I love un, an uncovering documentary, you know, where it's not just they're going to find out this thing. They're, like the 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 story's happening while they're there, you know. But yeah, solid big big recommend. I can see I can see why I got the hype. Obviously, it got help because of the um, lockdown. But most people are at home and they're like, "Fucking, I'll watch this on Netflix. Sure, why not?" <sighs> Talking for fucking nearly twenty minutes. It's fucking. You get out of breath when you when you're podcasting. <sighs> Doesn't help that I'm smoking this rolly as well. So yeah, don't know what I'm gonna watch today. Wait, I haven't seen the new Spider-Man. Or the, the latest Spider-Man. There might be a fucking new Spider-Man by the time I've made this podcast. This fucking new Spider-Man's coming out every day. But I haven't seen um, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal in. And I'm keeping waiting for it to come on Now TV. And it's, it says in April it's going to come out. And then I just I go on it and I'm like, where's, where's fucking Spider-Man? I can't see him. So hopefully, I'll be on there today. Maybe I can watch that. Watch the new Spider-Man. Or not. Or not. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll watch something else. Hey, eh? Maybe there'll be something on there that's weird that I'll want to see. Maybe I'll watch Terminator 3. Rise of the Machines. That one isn't good. I wouldn't recommend that one. I haven't seen the newest Terminator, but I heard that one is like half okay but I just don't want to watch a film that's half okay I don't get these films that there are these people that watch a film and then after they've seen it they're like oh I saw this film yeah it was alright it's like well if it's alright like 20 minutes in I just fucking turn it off I'm not sitting <laughs> I'm not waiting for a film to get good it's got to really kind of get me I, don't, I guess that's probably like a hindrance in terms of a film viewing um Experience, you know, you've got, some films are a slow burn, you've got to stick with them, blah blah. But I'm kind of a, I don't know, I've got I've got high expectations for films <laughs> for no reason. I've got no talent. It's not like I could make a better film than the fucking room. <laughs> but I don't know. I just feel like um, you know, I need, I need to be hooked within the first twenty minutes to really uh commit. Maybe I'll watch Terminator Salvation with Christian Bale. 
No, I won't, I won't be watching Terminator Salvation Christian Bale. No one's watching Terminator Salvation with Christian Bale. Alright. Later, skaters. If uh, if I get bored again, a bit dazed and confused, I might do another one of these podcasts, but who's to say at this point? Who's to say? Not me. Alright, laters. Later. later. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.